Welcome to the Liberty Room. That's right, the Liberty Room, where conservatives can speak their minds with all the freedoms guaranteed by our beloved Constitution. The Liberty Room with me, the one, the only, the Jim Wood. And then sitting next to me, my friend, my brother, my fellow American red, white, and blue patriot, that high-flying tall drink of how-do-you-do, Dwight. So for the next hour or so, strap in, hold on, but don't hold back when you're hanging with us in the Liberty Room. <laughs> Come on, man. You drank enough coffee tonight. You should be awake. Oh, I'm on my third cup. Third? I'm on the second. It's so been, it's been a, a long day. It has been a long day, hasn't it? It has. Hasn't it? Well, welcome, everybody, to the Liberty Room. Welcome, yes. We're uh, happy that you uh, let us in your ear, in your car, in your home, in your life. Um, the Liberty Room, like it said, where uh, conservative real talk happens. That's right. And, just, and everyone here, they're all we're, we're, we're family to them now. I mean, it we're, seems in, to be. we're in their cars and we're in their homes. And I mean, yeah, that's can, kind of, it's kind of creepy. It is, but <laughs> I want to know when dinner is. I'm getting hungry. You hungry? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it is that time. Um, anyway, yeah. Welcome everybody to the Liberty Room. We're happy that you have joined us today. We're going to catch up on some of the week's happenings. That's right. Um, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you get all the new updates and uh New um, uh, uh, warnings, I guess you would say. <laughs> <laughs> Warning, new podcast coming out. <laughs> so make sure you hit that subscribe button. And as always, you can go to thelibertyroom.com, share that with all your friends, because that's a good jumping off point. That uh, lets people know, uh, uh, link to all their favorite podcast providers to download the Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight at any time. And they shouldn't just stop there. They shouldn't? No, they should go to thejimwood.com. And what will they find there? Uh, they're going to find some more links yeah. uh, to who Jim Wood is. and That would be the Jim Wood, by the way. I'm sorry, the Jim Wood? No, no, no. Oh, the. The. The you gotta, Jim you gotta, Wood. you got to get the emphasis right. right. So right. information on the Jim Wood there you go. and there Wednesdays you with go. Jim. Wednesdays with Jim. Every Wednesday night, 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, we do a little conversation with friends around the world. Yeah. Um, we, we've, we've, the other night we had people in from Germany. We've had, we've had them from all over the world and it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's good conversation had, um, I was in St. Thomas and I even participated. How about that? Yeah. You just wanted to brag about going to St. Thomas, didn't you? Well, I was, I was just using it as an example, a personal Cause, example. Cause it was cold here and it I saw, I saw the pictures where you were at. It was not cold. No, no. It was about 80 degrees and I had to. I had to work hard for my meals. I had to walk a long distance uphill and downhill. And yeah, it was very, it was very, very hot, very humid. Yeah. yeah. I'm not feeling sorry for you in the least. <laughs> All right. But yeah, given what you used to do in the military, I can see why you don't, <laughs> you look at me like what you have no idea. Yeah. The, the, what, I, what I experienced in St. Thomas is nothing compared yeah. to the, the li- jungles you fought in. I was going to say the, the, the. The jungle you were in is a little different than the jungle I visited. So St. Thomas is like a third world country. Well, you know, on the on the on the you know lateral lines of our globe, you know, we weren't far off. I, you know, Central America, the the Virgin Islands, mm-hmm. you know, but a whole different atmosphere. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. It, it was. It was. It was nice to be there. It was. It was some some parts of it's beautiful. But yeah. Quite honestly, without having your family there, wasn't as much fun. Yeah, especially over the holidays, I can imagine. But being able to, you know, on Wednesdays at eight o'clock, be able to see all my friends and talk to them, it was like being back at home again. Yeah. And, and hearing my 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 close friend, my good buddy Jim Wood. I'm sorry, the Jim Wood. Thank you. Thank you. You know, thank pontificate you. for an hour. It was like I'm back at home again. Okay. Well, now th- this week though was a little different. 
It was. It was because I think the people who were commenting, they actually stole the show because I made a special announcement. Yeah, that you're going to be on The View. Uh, that's what somebody said. Yeah. Oh, there were all kinds of different conversations. There's some good ones. The ones, uh, what I was replacing Chris Cuomo on CNN. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually going to be playing in the NBA. You're um, going to enlist in, in Space Force. Oh, Space Force. Yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't mind Space Force. But, um, you know, uh, so I, I, I've preached to people for a long time. And I do say preach because sometimes I feel like I get carried away. Come on, Pastor. Um, just because I'm, I'm pretty passionate about People getting involved. Amen. People getting, uh, you know, getting off their couches. Mm-hmm. Come on, come on, Pastor. <laughs> we done turned into a black church here. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For the record, anybody just now tuning in, Dwight is black. This is not a racist show. No. Um, anyway, we're not anti-racist either. <laughs> and you got to listen to some of the other podcasts to understand what we're saying there. Anyway. Yeah, moving on. Um, yeah, so we have... <laughs> Um, you know, and one of the things I am not, I am not a hypocrite Mm -hmm. and I I have pushed and and expressed to people the importance of, of taking part in their community, um, doing their part as far as, uh, you know, the, their local governor government. Um, and we've talked about securing your perimeter, right? That's a big push. You have to secure your perimeter, you know, secure your home, secure your town, um, you know, secure your County, secure your state. You know, build those circles around you till everybody's circles meet, and we uh, and we have the America that we that we have imagined in our minds um, that it should be, and not what it's actually becoming now. Mm-hmm. And in those thoughts of not being a hypocrite, um, because the people on Wednesdays with Jim um, have been um, so so good and so kind to me. Um, and part of uh, what I consider my family, um, just like the folks in the Liberty Room, um, I I felt like I needed to share with them first that uh, I am seeking the nomination, the Republican nomination, um, for city council here in my city of Waynesboro, Virginia. <gasps> no. How about that? You are. That's the word on the street. Wow. So That's awesome. I told everybody last week... That I had. Um, <laughs> oh, there they are chiming in again. The Redneck Army That's in right. full force. Um, you know, uh, I told everybody last week I had a special announcement this week. You know, we worked so hard for the election here in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to take any of the focus off that. Not like a little city council election in 2022 is going to take focus off of it. But also, didn't want to take my focus off of it mm-hmm. because we had. You know, you have to take the. You know, take these things in steps, and and getting Terry McAuliffe out of the picture in Virginia, um, getting uh, uh, Mark Herring out of the picture in Virginia. Those were two very top things, and and we managed to pull Justin off, Fairfax. And oh well, Justin Fairfax, he he really didn't count in the equation for no, a didn't. while. Um, but we do have a new executive uh, uh, board in Virginia, and mm-hmm. our governor, our lieutenant, our wonderful lieutenant, new lieutenant governor, yep. and our um, uh, attorney general. And on top of that. We managed to flip the House of Delegates. So that was the surprise. It was a surprise, but it uh, it shouldn't have been with the numbers that came out. So, mm-hmm. you know, focusing on that was the primary thing. Get that, make that happen, um, and then uh, you know that happened on November second, and then on November third, it was get to work and on twenty twenty two, and um, that's going to be our goal. Now we've got uh, some Congress, some senators, uh, uh, Senate um, uh, candidates that uh, will be being coming to light here soon enough mm-hmm. and uh, in local elections and people, local elections mean more to you in your everyday life 
than federal and sometimes big state elections do, you know, right there in your town, in your community. So we're securing our perimeter and I am not being a hypocrite. I am right. putting my money where my mouth is, literally. <laughs> yeah, you are. You really are. Well, and and to kind of piggyback on that, you know, I've made this comment before that about two years ago when you and I first met, we, when we started on this whole political road together in a way. Yes. Um, you know, I, I, I grew up in my life sitting on the couch watching Fox News, watching the news, yelling at the TV, you know, watching the federal level, the state level, but that's about it. Yeah. And it wasn't until I started to get involved locally, going to city council meetings and realizing, huh, these people are making decisions that affect my life directly. Yeah. And, and yeah, the federal, federal level does affect my life directly, but city level. Not as immediate and not as severe correct. sometimes. Right, right. And, and so going to the city council meetings, meeting the mayor and the vice mayor and getting all my, my, my council members and understanding how they're voting and what they're voting on and yeah. why they're voting on it. That it, it, to me, now it's a part of my life. I have to go to these meetings. I have to know what's going on because yeah. it's going to affect whether I pay higher taxes. Yeah. The kind of schools my kids go to, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where we, we all have got to get involved. Yep. You know, and it, it, it kind of depresses me in a way when we go to some of our meetings, we'll, you know, we'll go to the, the local middle school, right? And it's, it, the auditorium's got what? Four, four or 500 seats. Sure. Yeah. And there's like 20 people there. Yeah. So here we are with a city of 23,000 people and 20 people show up. Yep. And to me, it, I look at it and I, I think, you know, people are not, I, I know we're all busy. I know sure. we all have lives. Heck, I fly all over the country. I'm all, I'm outside the country part of the time. You know, I've got kids, you've got kids, but you've got to make time for things like this. And so to see you running for city council, I know how busy you are. Oh, I'm a, I'm a seven yeah. day a week guy. I, I, I talked about it on the Wednesday show. You know, actually I'm going to have to cut back on some of that schedule of stuff I do from outside the store, outside, you know, where I, oh, I'm the county farms instructor, teaching the classes, uh, teaching the live fire. Um, doing some of the stuff I'm doing, I have to cut that back, which is also cutting revenue from my household. So mm-hmm. not only am I sacrificing time, I'm also sacrificing, you know, some of the the right. earnings that that I make to provide for my family because. But but you're, you're going to make it back because, as we all know, when you become a politician, I'm you end not up a politician. You end up making like six figures. And like Nancy Pelosi, okay, you so go in poor, you go I, in poor, and you come out like a multimillionaire. So yeah. I don't know why you're complaining. I'm, I'm I'm really having a hard time staying in my seat right now because you know better than that, and we don't need to be wrestling tonight um, because I am not a politician, and that is the problem with with a That's lot of true. these. They are politicians that are in, yeah. in it as a job title, being a politician. Yeah. And I dared anybody on the Wednesday night show. I dared people. I said, "Don't you dare call me a politician." Because I am not. I am a member of We the People. Yes, that's right. And I'm right. not doing this for myself because Lord knows uh, I, I never had any aspirations or any uh, future plans of running for office of any type until all the Second Amendment stuff and all happened. And I got involved and I saw what was going on. And there's things that need to be corrected. Mm-hmm. And uh, all my life I've been known as a fixer. Yep. And uh, that's... You know, there's a, there's a certain time limit that I have set in my mind if I'm elected um, that I want to uh, try to push to get things done here for our city. Um, and once that time limit is over, I'm going to walk away. Good for you. Because that's the what, what our forefathers intended. They did not intend for it to be a full-time job. No. Or for you to make a career out of it. No, no. So I'm, I'm, the, la- I'm, I'm the furthest thing from a politician. If somebody wants to refer to me as a statesman, 
Mm-hmm. I will wear that badge with pride. Let me tell you, you don't even look like a politician. Good. Okay. You 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 look like a dude who <laughs> is just who just like a got dude, off of work. A dude played a dude disguised another, another dude. dude. <laughs> yeah, and that that's from Tropic Thunder. Yeah, a good and, you, and you said that on the Wednesday show. I did. I just had yeah. to bring that back up. That was uh, what Robert Downey Jr. playing the. He was the he played the black dude who. Yeah, he was. He was I don't, you're anyway, just going to confuse yeah, yourself. Well, anyway, whatever. Yeah. Um, but you didn't look like a politician. You look like the kind of person that has worked all day long, got off of work, drove over to city city uh, city hall, sat in the seat, made a few decisions for the city, and went home. Well, and that's what we need. We need people who are going to be looking out for their constituents, yep. looking out for the city, not looking out to pad their pockets, not no. looking out to increase their their standing. You know, I look at how you are with. Uh, the Republican Party, how, how you do things around around the city, you're not in it for yourself. No, you know I've I've never again, I've only known you for two years, but I can say definitively that I would bet the farm on this 100. Yeah, that you are not into anything for yourself. No, I mean quite honestly, you know I'm 55 years old. That's old. My Shut goodness. Up. Shut up. I'm 55 <laughs> years old. You know I've I've worked hard my life. You know, I've had successes, I've had failures, but you know, I've, my, my kid's out of the house. He's gone off to college. As long as I make those tuition payments and I make the house payment and the bills are paid mm-hmm. that extra time, boy, it'd be nice to sit on the bank and fish for a while. Yeah. But I can't in good conscience sit on the bank and fish when I know there's problems going on in our city that is going to have a long-term effect, not just on our on me personally, but for our city as a whole. Well, since you're going to be running, yes. I'm going to sit on the bank and go fishing. Well, every now and then, send me a little, you know, little Snapchat or something. Let me know how it is. All right. I'll be like, "Yo, what's up, bro? <laughs> Fish are biting today. What you doing? Oh, that's right. You're in city council. Uh, I'm in yeah. a budget meeting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, if that's what we need to do, that's what we need to do because it's supposed to be a government of the people, by, by the, the people, people, for, for the, the people. people. Yeah. And our governments have lost sight of that. Yeah. And you know, there is, um, you know, there's. We live in, uh, we, go, we do it by wards here in Waynesboro, and the mm-hmm. ward I live in is the biggest ward. Mm-hmm. Um, it encompasses more territory um, and, and more, um, I won't say more responsibility, but uh, there is, um, I don't know, it's 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 going to be a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. But, here, um, but, here, but here's the good thing, But I've though, taken Jim. on big responsibility before. I'm not. You have. But, but remember, you're not Hey, nobody's this... shooting at me, so everything's, well, yet, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Dem- so it's knowing all you, good. the bull in the china shop, Democrats are coming for you. But you're not doing this and alone. And maybe a few Republicans, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> but you're not doing this alone. You know, it's like... No, I'm not. It, it's that's like the good it, thing about it. Our current city council members, when we yeah. put them in office, we told them, we got your back. We're there. We're a support group for right. you. What do you need? And, and that's how it's going to be with you, Jim. When you win... You know, and it, I know it, that, and that makes life so much. That makes I'm going to be there for easier. you. I know you will. I know if you no will. one else is, I'm going to be there for I you. I know you will. I'll be and, at every meeting I possibly can. I got your cell number. I'll text you <laughs> about how I think you ought to vote on issues. Yep. But just know that I got your back, brother. Yep. Well, and, and I appreciate that. And that made that decision to go ahead and put my hat in the ring. Um, it made it uh, uh, so much easier. Mm-hmm. So much easier because I've got guys like you and Danny and Todd and. Jerry and you know mm-hmm. uh, I, I know that I've got people like you guys support me and yep. and uh, that uh, you know we rebuilt the Republican committee in Waynesboro to what it is now to to be the standard of Virginia com- yep. you know city committees city committees 
Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, you know, Waynesboro is the standard now for what mm-hmm. we've done, and I'm proud of what we've done. But we did it together. Yes, we did. And and you know, with the success of that and the results we've gotten from that, um, we can do the same thing with the city as a whole. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's uh, you know that's a that's a comforting thought. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you know they need somebody in there that needs to be the jerk to tell people when. It's time to get off the boat. <laughs> That's right. And uh, unfortunately, right now in the city of Waynesboro, there's too many people on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> time to get off. It's time to get off the boat. That's but, right. Uh, you know, I, I think we can do good things, and I think yeah. we can, uh, um, you know, we can uh, leave Waynesboro to the next generation a better place. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole goal. It is. Yep. It is. I, I think having you on there is going to help Waynesboro move forward as a city. You know, not, we're not going to be making decisions like building a park in the middle of a pandemic with money we don't have. When we've got policemen, police departments. Have been paid in 20 two, years. Two police departments, a police department and a sheriff's department. Mm-hmm. The police department has not had a increase enough to hire more officers since 1991. That's just insane. The sheriff's department hasn't had an increase to hire more officers, more deputies since 1978. Yeah. The last time I looked at the calendar. Mm-hmm. This is 2021. You sure about that? Well, you know, <laughs> I just changed the calendar a couple of days ago. We're still early in December. <laughs> the police department, the sheriff's office might disagree. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I, I, any funds it, and the drug problem in our city has just skyrocketed. Yeah. And no one's um, doing the anything about it. The crime has skyrocketed. And, uh, uh, you know, I want this town to be the, uh, you know, the the beautiful little postcard that uh, picture in the foot of the Shenandoah Valley that it should be, that has seen the history yeah. that built this country. And well, uh, it, it will be again. Well, if we want people to come to Waynesburg, which we do, we want people to, come, it's like with any city, you want people to come to your town, come to your city, yeah. you know, spend money and help the economy out, right? But you're not going to bring people in if you have a city where the crime is just out of control. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Where and we have that reputation. We do. I mean, it's it's bad. Once you come across from Charlottesville, come across yep. that mountain, get into Waynesboro, you're in bath salt territory, man. You got you got <laughs> meth, meth, yeah. drugs all up and down. Yeah. It's insane. So. And really, we're not doing anything to, to, to stop all this from happening. Well, we're, but we're going to build a park and we're going to put a, a a history museum in downtown Waynesboro. That's not going to solve any when problems. You've got, when you've got buildings that's on our main street that should be condemned. Correct. That need to be condemned. That yeah. you know, why you're going to put up a natural history museum, you know, a multi-million dollar facility mm-hmm. um, at the end of that uh, end of our main street, and the very next building up the street. When you walk by it in the summertime, the smell of mold will knock you over. Mm. You know, so the priorities in this town over the last uh, eight years, um, even though we have, uh, I won't say a majority, we have a better balanced mm-hmm. city council. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, uh, it seems like in order to get things done, we need to alter that balance a little bit. Yeah. Well, we need to, we need to really increase it. So we have a nice majority. Yeah. And that's the goal. That's what we're moving. And forward. when you win, we're going to be four to one yeah. on city council. Yeah. We'll be able to get some stuff done yep. that need to be done, need yep. to be addressed. And, and, you know, I, I mean, think honestly, that's, what's going to move Waynesboro forward. I hope so. Well, I mean, Waynesboro's growing. It is. One of the fastest growing cities in the state in the Commonwealth of Virginia, and um, it needs a little bit of um, maybe a little bit of tough love mm-hmm. to uh, guarantee that growth um, will be worthy and will also um, be comfortable mm-hmm. in the city. Right, and that's that's the direction we're going to go. Yeah.
And I think you're the man for the job, honestly. I am so proud. My wife will tell you this. I am so proud that you were running for Ward D. Yeah. You know, I'm excited to start putting signs out. I'm excited to start campaigning with you. This is good. To me, this is, you know, I don't look at any one person as being the answer. Yeah. But I look at you as being a, a huge a huge part of the solution. Yeah. Right? And, it, man, I'll tell you what. Come November next year, this 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 is going to change. It's yeah. going to change, I think, for the better because you're going to get in there. Well, so, well, we've got other positions to worry about here in Waynesboro. We got we another do. reward position in, on city council, and mm-hmm. we also have um, two school board positions. Right. So, in order to uh, get our you know secure our perimeter mm-hmm. and get our community back on track, um, that's the that's what we got to focus on for our little perimeter mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. Um, but still keep an eye on what's going on in Virginia and what's keep going, keeping an eye on what's going on in America as a whole. And man, this week has been a busy week. Oh my gosh. It's been crazy. I mean, I was just watching videos and you know, I don't want to beat this to death just because we talked about it a lot in the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. but you saw the story about, uh, was it the university of Arizona? Yeah. You know, Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows who that name is these well, days. Well, that name sounds so familiar. <laughs> is, um, is he the is he the the dude who killed some black people up in Kenosha? No, because that's what the left was trying to portray it as. That's what they were trying to portray it was. But uh, you know, the the incidents he was involved in was all of the Caucasian variety. Uh, oh well, we don't we don't care about them. Yeah, yeah. apparently, yeah, that's true. Let's just move on to the next yeah. news article. But uh, one of them was uh, um, a, uh, a domestic violence uh, committer. Is that the right word? Committer. Committer. <laughs> Is that a word? Uh, domestic violence is nothing to laugh at. Wow. But I just, no, no, the word that, committer. You know, uh, I'm trying to find the right word for it. He's criminal. A, criminal. That's that. That's perfect. Yeah, it's a criminal. You know, one of them was a sex offender who yeah. uh, anally invaded 11 year old boys. Mm. Um, you know, so yeah. uh, the ones who were killed uh, were not nice people, but it made them sound like the press tried to make them out to sound like they were a bunch of angels who were just there. Expressing their First Amendment right, even though they were trying to bash his brains out with a skateboard, yeah. uh, even though they was holding a Glock pistol to his head, yeah, but they, they were just there exercising their First Amendment. Just right. mere details. Don't worry about yeah. those details. I mean, it's kind of like the whole, um, you know, um, uh, the Floyd thing, George Floyd. <sighs> you know, we ignore the fact that the dude was a criminal, tried to what put a gun to a woman's a pregnant woman's belly, five months pregnant, put a gun to her stomach in a home you know, invasion. But they make him look like he's an angel. Yeah. And the same thing with these idiots up there in Kenosha. Yeah. They make them look like they're angels. And, yeah. they're, and they're not. Because that's what fits their agenda. That's the it way is. they twist the story yeah. in order to make it seem like, uh, you know, it, that, that fits what they're trying to portray. Well, their agenda is is to get rid of guns. It's anti. It's an anti-gun well, agenda. If, if, you, and, if you want to see what those the media's agenda was and what the people that were rioting up there, what their agenda was. Mm-hmm. Then we talk about what's going on at university of Arizona right now, because Kyle Rittenhouse applied mm-hmm. to be a student at the university of Arizona. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and at first I heard it was just online classes, but I'm not sure about that either way. Well, it was originally. Yeah. Yeah. Either, yeah. E- either way, the, a group of students at the university of Arizona have now took to the, the campus mm-hmm. um, protesting um, and convincing the university president to deny him admission to the school. All right, the group of students that are that are protesting mm-hmm. is the Student Socialist Committee. Wow, Student Socialism Committee. They are mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, commie, commie socialists. Mm-hmm. So, 
if that's the people who are protesting him at Arizona University or University of Arizona, and it falls right in line with what the media was saying and what those protesters were doing, well, it seems like good versus evil to me. It is. You know, I, I was very proud to see that there were groups of, uh, of students there at the University of Arizona um, that were out uh, counter-protesting the commies. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, and they were interviewing them. And I think the guy who walked up first and stuck a mic in one of the girls' face, he was expecting them, expecting her to say one thing against Kyle Rittenhouse. And she was like, no, he was acquitted. He's a private citizen. Yeah. You know, he has every right to come to this campus as, as I do, you know. And she went on to say something along the lines that by uh, eliminating those people in Kenosha, he was actually providing a service to our country. (laughs) (laughs) The community service he was doing. Exactly. You know, but the fact that the group that led the charge at the Mm -hmm. University of Arizona were a group of student socialists. And this was not a group of 10 or 15 people. There were several hundred kids out there. Wow. But see, here's the problem with all of them is that everybody claims that they want justice, right? And justice in this country is in the form of you go to court, you're in front of, you're tried in front of a jury of your peers, okay, and a decision is made. Yeah. And just because the decision does not, is not in your favor or does not fit your agenda, suddenly justice is not served. So, you know, in in the socialist perspective, Kyle Rittenhouse, justice was not served. But in the Ahmaud Arbery case, justice was. Yeah. Well, that's because it all fit your agenda. Right. Right. Now, do, do the people in the Arbery case, were they guilty? Absolutely, 100%. 100%. Without You're a exactly doubt. right. Absolutely. But was was uh, Arbery a, a sweet little angel too? Not from what I understand. Not from, now, the, not from the evidence he, that was laid out. He was hunted down, which sure. that situation completely was wrong. Completely wrong. Now, his prior history does not give anybody the right to do what they did. Correct. And as far as I'm concerned, they need to fry. Yeah. You know, for what they did. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's just amazing how the media hunts and picks and chooses mm-hmm. what they report and how they report it. Yep. You know, and, and, and how they skew it. And it's so funny when you see somebody like Kyle Rittenhouse, who was acquitted of all charges, and you hear the media are, it almost like they sound surprised. Mm-hmm. Because they already have a plan in place. We're going to report it such a way to where we can help uh, uh, secure a conviction. Right. And when they don't get the conviction, all of a sudden it's anger. Is it anger at Kyle Rittenhouse or is it anger that their plan didn't work? Well, it's anger. Their plan didn't work. Yeah. That's they, kind of the way I look at it. They've already tried, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, Ahmaud Arbery's murderers, yeah. tr- tried them all in the court of public opinion. Yeah. Okay. But when they tried them in the court of public opinion, they also swayed all of our opinions sure. or, or they tried to, right? Yeah. We want you all to make the decision this way. I mean, you look at like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, who all weighed in on the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Sure. Okay. Um, Was it Andrew, not Andrew Cuomo. um, uh, uh, Chris Cuomo. No, no. The the mayor of New York. um, De Blasio. De Blasio. No, uh, the former mayor. Former mayor. Yeah. So De Blasio weighed in. They all are saying, you know, how Rittenhouse was guilty. And, you know, and then of course when the verdict came out, oh my gosh, it was wrong. Wait a minute. The justice system prevailed. Okay. The justice system worked exactly how it was intended to do. When a prosecutor can take high definition video, dumb it down and give that to the defense. Yeah. Okay. And, 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 and the defense can still get a verdict of, of acquittal. Well, you know, the, the, the talk is how the prosecutor in the Kyle Rittenhouse case, 
the thing like the video, mm-hmm. like coming out with the uh, the AR-15 in the courtroom, and pointing and at way, everybody. The, yeah, well, that's a whole was finger on the trigger. A whole different conversation that makes my vein in my forehead pop out. Mm-hmm. But you know uh, the the things that he did to skew that jury, to sway that jury. You know, it was almost criminal. Yeah. You know, some of it was. Mm-hmm, I agree. Um, it's no different than you know they're doing. They're trying to do what Johnny Cochran did. <laughs> now listen, OJ, no matter what happens, make sure that you work your hand around to where it looks like that glove does not fit. Yep. If it if doesn't it, fit, you must, you must quit. Have quit. Mm-hmm. So when you got de Blasio and you got people like, uh, uh, what's her name, Rachel Maddow and Don Lemon and, you know, all the the, the Tweedledee and Tweedledum on MSNBC in the mornings, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, the, and that whole hee-haw gang, um, you know, you're – they're doing the same thing. They're trying to skew the, the, the jury in the court of public opinion. Yep. Yep. And, and this is one time it didn't work and that's why they're so upset over it. Yeah. And now you've got Kyle Rittenhouse following lawsuits of defamation. Oh my God. That kid. I, he's I mean, move over. What was, what was the kid um, before him? Sandman. 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 Yeah. Move over Nick Sandman. Yeah. You know, cause Kyle, this, this dude is, He'll be set for life when he's done with all this. Yeah, you and him can go on vacation together to the resorts in St. Thomas. That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll fly him. <laughs> By jet. I'll be your pilot. <laughs> yeah, no, they're uh, they're they're definitely, you know, Samlin went up a tax bracket. I'm sure that uh, Rittenhouse is going to do oh, the same. He'll redefine it when he gets done. I hope so. And honestly, this is where I think that this whole diplomatic immunity stuff should not apply. Yeah. When you've got politicians like Kamala Harris yep. and Joe Biden who are, I mean, using their public platform to, to, to change the mindset of the jurors and the people, it's, and it's all defamation, okay? But, of course, they can't be sued. No, of course not. To me, that's not right. I agree 100%. It's one thing if they're like, you know, you know when you're a politician, you're in the Senate or, 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 or Congress, and you're saying some stuff at the podium about another... Senator, that's, that's one thing. Sure. But you are wading into a debate that you have absolutely no skin in the game Your on. Your branch of government has no control over what is happening. That's Correct. The, and, you know, that, that can come down from judicial. Yeah. You know, and even if, if Merrick Garland made those comments, I would still hold it against him as well. Sure. You know, even though you are in the judicial branch, it, you know, it, it was a personal attack on this young man. Yeah. When all the evidence had not came through. Mm-hmm. Well, it's no different than Ferguson, Missouri. Uh, well, you know when when it's kind of all in the same pot: Baltimore, Ferguson, yeah. Minneapolis, Portland. Yeah, you know all of them. You know, you got Obama sending um, Eric Holder alleging or to Ferguson alleging that there's a civil rights violation here. Yeah, I mean, how is that not defamation sure. on a? You just you just in quote unquote incriminated a whole city. Yeah, over something that that cop was acquitted on. Sure. So to me, there's no, there's no, there's no repercussions for those people's actions. And there's no beer summit that's going to make it, make it better. Not at all. (laughs) I wouldn't want to have a beer with them anyway. No, no. Um, Yeah. I I don't want to be that. I've been that close to evil before. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll just leave it there. I got you. <laughs> but, you know, kind of along the same lines, you've got the whole uh, Alec Baldwin situation, right? Oh, my God. You know, did, where, you, did you see the interview? Yeah. He's saying now that he didn't pull the trigger. He's so full of crap. 
I mean, I, I guess the gun just kind of got up by itself, cocked itself, pointed itself at that director, pulled the trigger itself. We've said it before, and everybody knows my background, what I do. What do you, you do? You know, I I'm, I'm happen to be one of, one of the top firearms instructors in the Commonwealth of Virginia, as well as, uh, you know, uh, handle all the operations of uh, one of the premier gun stores in not only the Shenandoah Valley, mm -hmm. but again, in the Commonwealth of Virginia. I thought you were just a, a, a hillbilly. You say that like hillbillies aren't smart. <laughs> <laughs> but you've learned me over the over the over the I've years. I've learned you. You've learned me. I've learned you. Yeah, yeah. That hillbillies are smart people. Yeah. So carry on. Thank you very much. You're welcome. That was a single action Colt Army single action uh, uh, revolver. Okay. Which means you have to cock that hammer back to fire that gun each time. Each and every time. It's just like gun smoke. It's just like Bonanza. It's just like the old Westerns mm -hmm. that everybody, you know, well, a lot of us grew up watching. A lot of people still see from time to time. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you have to cock that hammer back to fire that gun. The gun just does not go off by itself. Are you sure about that? Well, I'm 100% positive about that. Because Alec Baldwin said he did not pull the trigger. And let me tell you, I've seen Alec Baldwin in a lot of movies and a lot mm -hmm. of TV shows. And it irks me to no end LeBron James and all these actors and all these people out of Hollywood who gave Kyle Rittenhouse a hard time over the tears he shed because that 17-year-old young man just took somebody's life and will be living with that memory forever. Yep. Somebody like Alec Baldwin, man, he gave a, a, an acting performance with tears. He did. That should warrant him an Emmy. Well, I've, wondered, I've wondered the same thing. You know, here, you know, he is he, so he's a he's a master actor, and I, I anytime an actor does something, you know, they they, they cry or whatever in the, in the media. Yeah. I, I've been watching a lot of the the the, the Scientology show with uh, Lee Remini. Yeah, they love the show. It's kind of fun to watch. But uh, she's an actress, right? And so there's times where she'll cry on set, and kind of wonder sure. like, huh, is that real? Yeah, because I, I watched you in Camp Queens, and you were fantastic. Yeah. Okay, and so back to the same point is that. Alec Baldwin, are you really putting on a show for all of us to make it look like you are despondent because the of what happened? The rumors for years, the soulless, um, you know, callous, cold person that he is known to be. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we all remember the the phone message that his daughter Ireland oh, put yes. out, yeah, calling her a stinky little pig and all the things that he called her. And I mean, it was a big stain on him when that went public. Right. But if you're going to talk to your 12-year-old daughter like that, if you're going to treat your, your wives like the way he's treated his wives, if he's going to chase down paparazzi and assault them in the streets mm -hmm. and end up having to go to court and, and, and have to pay restitution and civil damages to these people, it kind of already establishes what kind of a character person you are. So to think that you give a crap one way or other in front of George Stephanopoulos in an interview you know, enough to shed tears that really, I, I wasn't buying. Oh, I don't buy it. You know, you've already established your character. In a court of law, it's called, uh, you're established, your, your pattern of behavior, mm -hmm. the resume of your life. Are you a lawyer now? <laughs> well, I, You just keep I, on surprising me. <laughs> I, you know, that's when you teach these gun classes and mm -hmm. you teach, you know, what Virginia law and certain uh, uh, practices and dis disciplines of law, and use, especially under the use of deadly force, mm -hmm. you know, you know these things. Okay, you're right. And your established pattern of behavior is your resume of your life. Mm -hmm. What you have done in your previous part of your life uh, has led up to the point to where you have committed this crime. Sure. 
So if, you know, if, if you're beating on somebody's door, yelling, screaming, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to come in there and I'm going to take your life and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, you know, at, if you have been that type of person your whole life, then the person that you're threatening because of your established pattern of behavior has a reasonable belief that their life is in de- danger of death or serious bodily injury. Right. But if you're a missionary who has done nothing but help people all your life, mm-hmm. and you have one one lapse in, in judgment, and you threaten somebody, and they try to say that you know they felt like their life was in danger, well, now there's a little bit more of a question to it. Sure. Alec Baldwin's life, his established pattern of behavior up to this point, mm-hmm. how can you believe him? Yeah, you can't. I mean, I've and again, I, I I'm a big fan of his when it comes to that that uh, comedy show Thirty Rock. Yeah, loved him on Thirty Rock. I know a lot of people who like that show. And uh, you know, they one of the comments that came out recently was that he was a horrible person to work with. Yeah, and I've heard I've about, always I've, heard that. I've heard that as well. But to me, I never really paid too much attention to it until I saw the article written by some of the producers of the show who said yeah. that basically he didn't want to show up for, t- for you know, for, for filmings and he'd mm-hmm. only do two takes after that. That was it. Yeah. Anyway, what I'm getting at is I look at data points, right? Yeah. It's like you look for a pattern of behavior. Yep. My dad being the engineer taught me about data points. Okay. What, what points can I, can I look at his life that add up to where he is today? Right. And what, so when I, when I find out that, yeah, he's difficult to deal with, he mistreats his, 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 his daughter. Um, you know, all those data points add up to who he is right now. Yep. And the fact that he shot a woman and then claims that he did not pull the trigger tells me he's lying about it. Yeah. He's a liar. Absolutely. Yep. The court of a public opinion in the Liberty room has just, uh, adjudicated you a liar. That's right. Uh, uh, all rise. Court is now in session. The honorable, the Jim Wood is presiding. Yeah. Uh, Where I will be judge, jury and And executioner. executioner. (laughs) Alec Baldwin, uh, uh, your honor. Uh, This is from the jury. Uh, we have found the, uh, defendant, uh, Alec Baldwin guilty of all charges. Mm -hmm. And we recommend a sentencing of, uh, 10 lifetimes in prison. That's it? Just 10 lifetimes? Well, we wanted to be conservative on this. We didn't want to go too liberal on it. But yeah. uh, we actually debated we wanted to do like 200 lifetimes. Is it hard labor? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Then I'll go along with that. Send his rear into North, <laughs> North Korea. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm I, I'm not buying that at all. And it's just so funny to watch the, the, the difference in how they report the things that go on with Kyle Rittenhouse versus what goes on with Alec Baldwin. Yeah, because he's and, a Hollywood A-lister. They're going to sure. cover for him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they bash Kyle's tears, but they won't bash Alec Baldwin. Yeah, tell me who's the one that's acting up here. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you, you're gotta be consistent, and yep. you people like LeBron James, okay, I don't who, even want to give him any kind of no. He needs time. To, he needs to do what was it? Ann Coulter said, "Shut up and bounce that ball." No, uh, shut Laura, up and dribble. Laura Ingram. Laura Ingram. Yeah, yeah. Shut up and dribble. Shut up and dribble. Yeah. Just do your job yeah. and stop talking about what you don't know. Yeah, I'm not even talking about him. I'm, I'm not, I, I can't. Well, I can't. He, yeah, I mean, he's, he's not worthy of our breath. Michael Jordan is. Michael Jordan's a different story. He got a new airplane, I by like the way. I like Mike. Yeah. I like Mike. Yeah, he bought himself a new airplane. Did he? Yeah, it's ugly. Really, uh, the colors look disgusting. <laughs> well, he's uh, well off enough to where he can have it painted. He's worth like $2 billion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Be like Mike. I'd love to be like Mike. (laughs) (laughs) I want to have some of his problems. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, another thing that's been going on in the news, moving right along. What was that? um, Lots of decisions coming down in the Supreme Court. Who are they? 
the Supreme Court. Yeah. Um, that's that bunch of white supremacist, um, Trump, uh, uh, heavy, uh, conservatives that the liberals call them. Oh, you the know. one they want to expand, uh, you know, and, exactly. and add more liberals so yeah. that they can get away with all their crap and shenanigans. Right, oh, right. Okay. And that's why they call it, you know, white supremacist, Trump heavy, um, because that's the kind of um, uh, fever they're trying to stir up mm-hmm. in order to increase the Supreme Court to, uh, um, you know, make it really useless. So they want to change it from the white supremacist court that it is today to... To, to the woke mob. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that way they can control not only the White House, not only the House mm-hmm. and Senate, but also, you know. It's important to be woke today. Yeah, I guess apparently it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you. Um, it was a divine intervention, I believe, that allowed us um, under the Trump presidency mm-hmm. to be able to appoint three Supreme Court justices? Un- unheard of. It's unheard of, absolutely, in a four-year term. Not an eight-year term, but a four-year term. One term, yeah. And a one-term president, a point three. That's so unheard of. It's nothing. can be nothing other than, than divine intervention. I agree. Um, you know, so um, there is somewhat a balance in our three-tier government that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank God for it. Yeah. Because right now, the state of Mississippi who have passed uh, laws that dictate what goes on to the people of Mississippi. Now their laws are being challenged by groups that has made it all the way to the Supreme Court concerning abortion. Mm-hmm. And um, it's no secret how I feel about abortion. Same here. You know, that's that's most definitely the one of the core values of any conservative. Yep. You know, um, if you're not pro-life, you cannot call yourself a conservative. If you're not pro-life, I don't believe you can call yourself a Republican. I agree. There's a lot of them who are pro-choice and still have that R behind their name, though. And they shouldn't have that R. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Now, um, so we're gonna. It's gonna be a few months um, before we find out the resolution or the decision of the Supreme Court, and it's gonna be a long few months for people who are really paying attention to this sort of thing. I heard it's like June of 2022. Yeah. Yeah, it usually takes a while for them to go ahead and, and research and write up their opinions and, and, and publish those opinions and make a, a ruling. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that stood out to me um, today that I was extremely happy about was the most recent Supreme Court justice. Mm-hmm. What was her name? Amy Coney Barrett. That's it. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, justice Barrett, Coney Barrett, how do you say it? Well, Coney, Coney is her middle name. Is her middle name? Yeah. Because I know a lot of a lot of women use take their maiden name as their middle name officially. I'm assuming that's what that is. Yeah, but. I would think so too. But anyway, yeah. Justice Barrett. Yes. Um, brought up in or the just discussion. Amy. Just Amy. Well, I'm not on a first name basis with like you are, well, but um, Justice Barrett, giving her the respect she deserves, um, <clears throat> she brought up in the discussion during the hearings. Uh, of uh, the option of adoption over abortion. That's awesome. When is the last time you heard any member from our three branches of government that brought that up? No one. I love it. Yeah. It, it, she has a, a very good point uh, because, and I don't want to, I, I guess I kind of do, I do want to relitigate Roe v. Wade for a second. It's murder of, of babies. Yeah, very much right. so. And more specifically, it's black gen- genocide. 
Well, that was okay. that's what it started off as. But even today, there are, and I forget the numbers. Uh, I was listening to Glenn Beck earlier, and they were talking about um, the numbers of black babies that should be born today. That oh, aren't. my God. Okay, so, so to me, it's definitely, there's definitely black genocide here. But, you know, what's not being discussed is the fact that abortion is not a right. The last time I checked the Constitution... There was no mention of abortion at all in the Constitution. No. And nothing in the Bill of Rights gives you the ability to kill another human being. Yeah. Okay? But one of the justices, and I, I don't remember which one it was, made a comment, and I hope I get it right, where he basically said um, something to the, to the effect of, you know, having sex isn't really a right either. That, well, that's true. You know, there's, there's a thing called abstinence. If you don't want to have a baby... Don't have sex. It's a simple concept. The last time that we had immaculate conception was 2,000 years ago, 2,021 years ago. Okay. That was the last time. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's only happened once. And his name was Jesus and he walked on water. Okay. Ever before that and after that, we have not seen it happen. What we do know is if you don't want to get pregnant, don't have sex. It's the (laughs) easiest thing out there. And it's the only... Uh, confirmed, definite way. Yeah, to I mean, not get pregnant. You can be on you, on on all the different was it IUDs and all other stuff. Any kind of birth control you want, but none of that stuff's a hundred percent effective. No, it's not. But what is is don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. And, and in my view, if 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 you do the deed, you accept the responsibility of what sure. happens. Sure. And that you know that was part of the breakdown of, of society. We've talked about this on previous podcasts. Yeah. Margaret Sanger. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows. Well, I don't know that everybody knows, but everybody should know who Margaret Sanger is and what a racist she was. Mm-hmm. And she cre- she is one of the creators, one of the founders of Planned Parenthood. Yep. And and if you want to know why that these Planned Parenthood clinics are always in bad neighborhoods, in depressed neighborhoods, economically uh, underdeveloped neighborhoods black neighborhoods, Latino mm-hmm. neighborhoods, it's because she, that was part of the original design. Yeah. You it's know? not about women's rights or women's no. health reproduction. No, no, this is about let's kill people. Let's yeah. kill babies. Well, see that that's, you know, let's not have responsibility. It, it's what it comes down to. It comes down to personal responsibility. Sure. It does. Nobody wants to be personally responsible for their actions. Exactly. I mean, Jim, if I get up and punch you in the face, Okay, I can expect a repercussion out of you, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be on. I'm probably going to die. That's all I know. But there, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And people should know that before you do anything, there's going to be something that's going to happen. Yeah. And yeah. you should be responsible for what you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 to me, this, you know, it's it was kind of a, a, a two-part storm that's what got me involved in politics. It was all during the Second Amendment movement, sure. Everybody knows me and guns and knows that's what it was. But around the same time that was was gearing up, was ramping up, was about the same time that Governor Northam here of Virginia said, we'll deliver the baby, we'll make it feel comfortable, and then we'll decide what to do. Infanticide. That infuriates me. That was the When that was said, that was the first time I went and sought out and made a point to actually leave the store early mm-hmm. and go find the Republican committee meeting. And, well, that just really kind of snowballed because once I got there, they wasn't doing nothing about it. They were just right. kind of kicking the can down the road, 
which pissed me off. Mm-hmm. And you know, as my wife says, don't make him angry. You won't <laughs> like him when he's angry, you know, because nothing throws gas on my fire faster than ineffectiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not the not the fact that you try and doesn't don't and don't succeed. It's the fact that you don't try at all. Right. Take a stand. You know, so when 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 that happened, that was it. My my fate was sealed. Mm-hmm. You know, between the Second Amendment stuff the, and the and the abortion stuff, holy cow! Yeah, don't uh, you know? Don't that's <laughs> what got, I, got me fired up. Sure. You know, and when you go back and you do the history, because I don't go into anything, you know, um, halfway. Mm -hmm. I do my homework. I do my research. And that's honestly when I first started hearing about who Margaret Sanger was and what her uh, motivation was, you know. And then all of a sudden, then you look at the numbers, how disproportionate those numbers are to uh, certain communities. Yeah. And you see that her plan was in place. Then look at the people who are supporting Planned Parenthood. Okay, so what's the big picture here? What are you trying to do? Who are you trying to control? Yeah. Well, I mean, since they started, 60 million babies have been killed. And then you 60 get... 60 million. 60 million babies. Unbelievable. And, and then you get people like Hillary Clinton, who, you know, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but basically comes out and, and calls Margaret, Margaret Sanger someone that she looks up to. Well, that you tells look you all up you need to, to know. a murderer, a person who commits genocide, an organization that wants to kill human beings. Yeah. I remember when King Ralphie did his thing about, well, I'll put the child to the side and let things happen. I mean, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, we're talking about a human being that you're that you're willing just to, eh, you know, I don't want it. Let's kill it. Yep. I mean, at that point, how do you define what a human being is? Well, see, that's it, and that's what they were talking about in these in this Supreme Court case. That's one of the things they mm-hmm. were discussing that really caught my ear. You know, when when Roe when Roe v. Wade was first passed, mm-hmm. and 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 you said you mentioned Glenn Beck earlier, and I was listening to him as I was going down to the range uh, Wednesday, and he made a comment, uh, or one of his guests made a comment, and he said there's two things that would cause. He said that I believe that would cause an all-out civil war in this country. Number one, if we completely took away R.V. Wade, mm-hmm. that would cause the liberals to rise up. Oh, yeah. If they took away your right to own a firearm, that would cause the conservatives to rise up. Mm-hmm. If you want to guarantee civil war, take one of those things away from one of the sides and you'll see what happens. And it kind of made sense. I was sure. like, I, I don't disagree with the guy at all. Right. You know, but when you when you look at, uh, you know, the, the R.V. Wade, when it first passed, we didn't have the technology that we have now. You know, they didn't look at a fetus as being a, a, a viable person until it reached a certain time in its uh, progression. Well, now with the, the technology we have, we can see we were totally wrong mm-hmm. at the end of the 60s and the 70s when that was being pushed. That, that these, the fetus is, is viable at a much younger age, and we have the technology to be able to keep it alive outside the womb much earlier. Sure. I've told the story before. You know, me and my wife, when, when my son was born, you know, up until that point, I never made a comment about abortion. I've always been pro-life. I've always loved kids. You know, I've always uh, um, looked to the day that I would be a dad. You know, but I, because I, I would never have a baby, which is another conversation we can have because <laughs> Bernie Sanders is in deep water right now because he made a comment about all this. And he said, you know, the woman's right to have a child 
And then all these transgender people come out and says, oh, you mean it's only women that can have babies? <laughs> wow. Well, according to biology, yeah, you moron. Only the female part of our species can have babies. Mm-hmm. No matter what you identify as. Wait, should they follow the science? Well, uh, uh, not when it comes to this, only when Fauci says so. But, <laughs> you know, um, it... When my son was born, um, like I said, I'd never, I'd never voiced my opinion about it because, well, honestly, I wasn't going to have a baby, mm-hmm. you know, but I was in the delivery room when my wife had a C-section. And when I saw that little guy come out and when I cut the cord, you know, um, I knew right then if my wife, for some reason in her postpartum or at some point decided that motherhood was not for her, I would have raised that child myself because According to the science, mm-hmm. it takes a man and woman both. It does. You know, that is not her body. That is a separate person growing inside of her yep. because of the choices she made. Yep. And he made, for that matter. Mm-hmm. So he should have every bit of the right to that child as she does. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, honestly, his DNA is in that child too, right. just like hers is. Right. And if my wife had decided, I don't want to be a mom, I don't want anything to do with this thing, well, you know what? Then you don't have anything to, you don't want to have anything to do with me. Mm-hmm. And I will take this child and I will raise it myself because he's half me. Mm-hmm. Ever since that point, I have the right to say whatever the hell I want to about this because I am a dad. Yeah. Just like you are, you yeah. know? And, and the fact that these folks, use abortion as birth control makes me sick to my stomach. Well, I have a very simple answer why this is all happening. It's man trying to play the role of God. That's exactly what it is. You know, you bring up, you brought up a point that we have the technology today to be able to tell what a baby is doing in the womb. The fact that when they try to kill the baby, you can see the baby squirming, trying to get away. What was the movie that Mike Lindell did um, about Planned Parenthood? I have no idea. He did it, and I went to the uh, I went to the theater and watched. Oh, it. Oh, that movie, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike Lindell, he funded it. I know you're talking and, about, and and it was about the the woman who used to run yeah. the Houston Planned Parenthood, the biggest Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. out of the 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 chain or whatever you want to call it. And she actually she was an administrator. She never actually participated in an abortion. And they were shorthanded one day, and she went inside to help with the abortion, and she watched on the screen. When they put that needle in the in the in the in the sack, mm-hmm. um, that how the baby tried to avoid it, how it tried to escape, how it tried to get away from it, yeah, and it changed her mind. She quit. Play- she was one of the rising stars mm-hmm. of Planned Parenthood, yeah, and she quit and never went back. And now she is one of the biggest pro life people in our country. Sure, and, and but what it comes down to is you've got man trying to play like he's God, yeah, trying to determine when does life begin. In my mind, there is no question. That's God determines that. Yeah. When if when when a man and a woman have sex and 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 a baby is created at any stage of that pregnancy, yeah, that's a baby. I don't sure. care if the baby doesn't have the neurons firing yet. It doesn't matter. It's still a life. Who are we as humans to determine when life begins? You know what what gets me, and one thing that had a big impact on me was the video, and you can go find it on YouTube and find it in different places on the internet now, where they actually got a video at the moment of conception. Really? Have you ever seen that? I have, yes. uh, Yeah. I think you showed it to me once. Yeah, yeah. yeah, When the sperm fertilized the egg, there was a flash of light inside the womb. And to me, that just, uh, that's, that's amazing. It is. You know? 
And for people to use uh, abortion as, as birth control, um, people not to take it as serious as they should and don't, you know, it's an excuse. It's a cop-out. It's an evil cop-out. It is. And honestly, you know, the state of Mississippi is not saying completely overrule Roe versus Wade. And most of the Supreme Court justices are also saying the same thing because I think they believe the same way that guest on the Glenn Beck show believes. Mm-hmm. They don't want this country to go into that deep a turmoil. Sure. But I think 15 weeks, they want it to go from 21 weeks to 15 weeks, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Okay. You know, they want to be able to limit, mm-hmm. you know, and just like Texas wanted to limit. There's there's several states, what, 13 states now that have signed on to this? Um, so, you know, when that, when that, when that comes down from the Supreme court, holy cow, that's going to be right in midterms. Funny how they do that, right? Yeah. But, but here's the interesting part is that what no one's talking about is why, why we have, so we, we, we already discussed how that there's no right in the constitution. Right. Correct. To, correct. To murder a baby. Okay. And we know that in the Constitution, it talks about that the rights that the states have not specifically given the federal government are reserved for the for states. The states, yep. So that is in the Constitution. That is in the Constitution. Yep. So, in my view, this whole abortion issue should be fought at the state level. Yeah. Not the not the federal level. Okay. So, if Mississippi wants to allow abortion up to fifteen weeks and that's it, yep. that's Mississippi's. Right to that's, do so. That's the right to do so. Yep. If Virginia want, if Youngkin decides he he doesn't want to have abortion at all in Virginia, which would be thank God, please let's do that. You know, that's our right as a state to do that. Yep. Um. So I applaud Mississippi for what they're doing. I do too. You know, I do too. Uh, to me, this is the right way to go. Yep. Take back what is yours. I was having an argument on Facebook the other day with another person, and I said, you know, I think that, um, you know, day one. You know, Yunkin needs to put his foot down on a few issues, and one of them is on abortion. And mm-hmm. and the the response to me was, well, we can't do it all day one. We got to be slow and steady. No, let's put our foot down day one and say it, exactly what we feel, exactly what needs to happen. Well, the response, well, we got to see what the Supreme Court That's says. That kick no. the can down the road crap that no. I hate. No, and and the and the person I'm talking about is connected to our new lieutenant governor. Lieutenant governor? Yeah. yeah. And and so my problem with this whole thing is that I don't care what Supreme Court has to say. This is a state's rights issue. Yes, it is. Okay? If Virginia wants to say no abortion or abortion up to a certain point, that is our right to do so. Yep. Period. Case closed. Sure. I don't care what Supreme Court has to say about it. But but I think as, as the society today, we want a global decision. Okay, we want the Supreme Court to say. I mean, honestly, as a conservative, I want to see this. I want the Supreme Court to rule against Roe v. Wade. I'd love to see that. I would. Yeah. I'm having a party if they do that. Okay, <laughs> while while the country's burning down, we're having a party at my place. Yeah. All right. But there's also part of me that says, you know what? I don't care what they have to say. Our state, Virginia, needs to rule on it itself. That's why we secure our perimeter. Exactly. You know, I mean, exactly. that's what it comes down to. That's what I mean by that, you know, and, and it's, I won't say it's become a tagline. It's more of a mantra, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a tagline is to get your attention and, and to get you tuned in, but a mantra is the way you live your life. Yeah. And, and when I say secure your perimeter, that's exactly what I'm talking about right there. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think, you know, that court of public opinion, um, even though the conservatives have the majority on the Supreme Court that public opinion will sway 
the final ruling that comes sure. down from the Supreme Court. Well, they're, they're human beings. Let's be honest. Sure. No one can be 100% neutral. Right, right. Okay, we know Amy Coney Barrett, she's a Catholic. We know where she stands yeah. on abortion. You know, uh, Justice Kavanaugh, pretty clear where he stands on things. There, it, No one in any decision is ever going to be 100% neutral. Yeah. Okay. And we know that. So yeah, the, that's what the media's trying to do. They're trying to get they're trying to get us riled up, and they're trying to get their, the SCOTUS to make the decision that they want them to make. Right. They know that if they come out and say Roe v. Wade is wrong, this country burns down tomorrow. Well, it doesn't it doesn't matter what decision they come out with. You're still going to piss off part of oh, a yeah. big chunk of the people. You know, there's the people who care on one side, the people who care on the other right. side, and the people in the middle who just don't give a crap. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, so you're still going to you're still going to piss off a lot of people, no matter which direction it goes. I agree. You know, and when it comes to uh, Roe v. Wade, um, we've been disappointed long enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, so the next step is for states' rights, and it's you know if they rule on that and set that precedence for for the states rights side of it that's mm-hmm. going to have a big effect on a lot of state stuff other than abortion as well correct uh gun laws uh you know uh, is the first one that always comes to mind yeah well you but know? but gun laws are, or guns are defined in the, in the constitution in the bill of rights so right but the second amendment just ruled i mean i'm sorry the second amendment the the scotus just made a ruling mm-hmm. um against the state of Cal- or for, in favor of the state of california that uh bans the 30 round magazines. Oh, they did. Yeah. They made the comment on there. They said that, um, the amount of ammunition that you have in your weapon, um, is not a violation of the second amendment or is not noted in the second amendment. So it's not an infringement. On it's you. not an infringement. Yeah. It. Yeah. That, uh, as long as you still are allowed to own uh, firearms that is supported by the second amendment, mm-hmm. but they're not going to put a number on a magazine fed weapon. Okay. You know, 10, 12, 15, 30, that's, you know, yeah. that's going to be left up to the state. But you know what is an infringement, though? What is that? Is when someone like me goes in to buy some weapons <laughs> and gets denied. No, seriously, I, I've well, thought about... I, it I've, shows how the system works. I've done some serious thinking about it because yeah. to me, it is an infringement on my right to, to, to buy, to keep and bear arms. Sure. I mean, the way the system needs to be by default, Yeah. okay, is you have, you have the right to go get the gun you want. Yeah. Now, if the state can prove yeah. that I shouldn't own one, different story. Well, it just shows there's a process. And, that, that, and I'm not arguing with you on it because I've got other examples being in the business. Yeah. You know, it, it just shows that the system does work. And that's what the anti-gun people want everybody to think, that it's as easy to go out and buy a gun as it is to go out and buy Pop-Tarts. I've been waiting, what, two weeks? Two weeks now, but that's all right. You know, well, not for me. I want it that day. Well, you're just a, a instant gratification kind hey, of guy. <laughs> my right shall not be infringed. I agree, but unfortunately, in your case, which is unique, I'm black. You no, it's well, not you, because you checked, you're black. You checked the box that I, I was black. So. Actually, I tried to cheat for you. I marked white. Um, <laughs> I'm lying. I'm lying. I actually marked Asian. Um, <laughs> No, um, you know, in your case, there's somebody with your name and your birth date who is a known convicted felon who has a record a mile long. And mm-hmm. what they're trying to do is make sure that it's not that other guy who's trying to unlawfully purchase firearms somewhere else. I put down my own social I understand. security number. I understand. And I don't disagree with you. That number should be unique to you. I've got a FAA pilot's license. Um, yeah. I have two concealed carry permits. Yes. 
I still can't buy a firearm. I'm not disagreeing with you, but they have provided you a path to get that unique personal identification number that is going to help you eliminate that problem in the future. See, but it's not going to eliminate it. Well, I mean, it's going to, it's going to help you bypass it so they'll know la- who you are. Last time I did this, yes. before I got to know you, yes. I went to buy an AR-15 in yes. uh, Albemarle County. Yes. And they said, well, they were going to notate my record so that in the future... Yeah, but this is government paperwork. They're not going to... If they do that, they're going to lose it two days later. This is not going to work. It might, it might work. It might work now. It's going to fail again but a let year me, but, but see, there was a guy came in the store the other day, uh-huh. all right? And he... Um, as a former felon, he got his, he paid his debt to society. He got his rights reinstated and he wanted to exercise his second amendment right by purchasing a firearm, which he mm-hmm. is completely legal to do. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a past. People make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Now the guy who happens to have the same name and birthday as you do, he repeats those almost weekly. All right. 51 offenses in 20 years, <laughs> nine in the past year. <laughs> you know, but this guy, he made a stupid mistake when he was a kid. He is middle aged now. Mm-hmm. He has lived life correctly ever since. He's He's done all the right things. He has made amends for his stupid mistake he made as a kid. Mm-hmm. So he came in and he he said, I want to buy a gun, but I want to do it the right way. And I said, okay, here's the right way to do it. So in Virginia, you have to have two pieces of paper. You have to have a uh, the order from the uh, circuit court judge, mm-hmm. and you also have to have the reinstatement paper from the governor of the state. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, in order to get this to happen, because there's a process, mm-hmm. all right, the guy fills out the background check. Mm-hmm. I take the paperwork that he brings from the circuit court judge and from the state, I mean, and from the governor, mm-hmm. and I fax that to the state police office in Richmond. Mm-hmm. Then once I fax it to the state police office in Richmond, I get on the phone and I call the state police office in Richmond. And the people who do the background checks, I tell them, hey, I just faxed this over to you. Now we're getting ready to submit his background check. Because if I didn't do that and they just run his back check, background check, it's going to show him as a former felon and they're going to deny him. Sure. All right. But because I go through the process in the right order, they have the information as they need it mm-hmm. in order to complete their job correctly. Mm-hmm. The first time this, with, with a being a former felon, because we went through the process correctly, in his case, he was approved in about 20 minutes. Wow. But we went through the process correctly. Once you get that unique personal identification number, along with your social security number, once we go through the process correctly, then you're going to have no problems. My right is being infringed. I don't care about the. Uh, I'm you just have a with you, but, I know, but I no, know. I just okay. But but going back to that guy's that, that guy's particular situation, yeah. I find it kind of humorous that as a former felon who had his rights reinstated, that he got approved in 20 minutes, whereas yeah. someone like me who never was a felon has well, done nothing wrong ever. That I have to jump through a whole bunch of hoops the to reason, prove I'm not the dude in New Jersey. And the reason they're thinking, you know, they're going the route they do is because that guy committed nine more offenses in the year 2021. But we have so many different features in uh, terms of not just facial, but I'm talking about just even in our names. We both have our social security numbers. I understand. To me, there's just there's so much that differentiates. Well, us. go back. What was it a year ago? You and your wife came in and got some guns for me. Yes. And your wife, who is an immigrant from Poland, and white. <laughs> the white privilege again. 
Well, she she put her white privilege card number down on, on, on the form. Anyway. <laughs> I, thought I, I thought I'd qualify for long I'm married to her, but I guess not. <laughs> um, no, it just absolutely cracked me up. But this was before he committed those nine extra charges against yeah. him. You know, you were delayed in your purchase, but mm-hmm. you got approved. Mm-hmm. Hers went through immediately. <laughs> And she's an immigrant. <laughs> and she's an immigrant from Poland, yeah. you know. Um, but and and she is a, um, a a definitely a benefit to America. So yes, she is absolutely. Um, even though she had a lesson judgment and married you. Um, <laughs> hey, you know what? We all make mistakes. <laughs> I say the same thing about my <laughs> wife. But um, no. But once you get that unique personal identification number, you'll be good. And to me, all that show. I know it's. I know it's irritating. I know it's an inconvenience. But what it shows to me is what the anti-gun people want people not to believe. It shows mm-hmm. me that the system works. It needs to be blown up <laughs> and redone. Take it from take it out of like 1862. Modernized. It's, it's, like, it's like the immigration system. It's the exact same thing. It's so old. It's so archaic. Let's listen, bring it into 2021. Listen, man, there are so many things in our same processes in our government that don't work. Let's just be happy that one does. <laughs> I don't like it. It doesn't work in my favor. That's I why know. I don't like it. I know. I know. But so, uh, so when I get this number, yeah, I'm going to have to buy another gun from you just to make sure it works. Well, see, that's the secret play. See, I, now I'm, <laughs> I'm getting it. I'm getting it now. They're trying to keep a black man dead to a white man by making a black dude pay you for guns. After having to get a whole ID number, I, no. I, I just really have lost all track of your ramblings <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Next, I'm going to say, like Biden said, you're going to put me back in chains. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay, we're going to put you back in chains, but you can have a gun while you're doing it. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you just lost this argument, <laughs> period. All right. I will well, have to buy a gun to make sure the number works. Well, we can accommodate, not to worry. Okay. Yeah. All right. You can't have no ammo, though. Oh, great. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> this isn't fair. Well, life ain't fair, my friend. Life ain't fair. Oh, well. So we've covered a lot of stuff tonight. We did. We did. And it's a lot of stuff that's prominent right this week, you know, that's going on. Um, you know, We did forget one thing, though. What did we forget? Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> and his madam is up for uh, trial right now. Giselle. I never Maxwell. Say, yeah, I never say get her first name right. Is it Ghislaine? G- Giselle? Gis- Ghislaine. Whatever it is. Yeah. The Maxwell lady. Madam Maxwell. Madam Maxwell. Madam. Mm, yeah. How you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, so... Uh, um, yeah, it's it's surprising. We all would have lost big num- big money in Vegas if we when this when she was first arrested mm-hmm. if she had made it to trial. I'm surprised she did. And that's another thing, you know, talking about the media. Mm-hmm. You know, look at how they're portraying this versus the the Rittenhouse trial. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, yeah, I didn't think she'd make it to trial, honestly, and yeah. now she has. And I, I saw a meme on Facebook that apparently the day that her trial started, like. The CEO of Twitter stepped down, and yeah. the CEO of some other Twitter agency stepped down. It's like, huh? Well, I mean, I don't really believe in coincidence, so yeah, well, something's up if that's true. We'll, we'll see as it develops. You know, oh yeah, it's like uh, Heidi Fleiss. She went to jail not to turn over her little black book. Who's this? Heidi Fleiss. I know the name. I can't. I don't remember. Oh, the... she was like one of the most famous madams in Hollywood. Okay. Yeah, she had a black book. All her ladies of the evening uh, serviced all the big movie stars and big politicians. Oh. And uh, she knew that if she turned over that little black book of all her clients, mm-hmm. she might Epstein herself. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, Heidi Fleiss is, uh, she was the Madam to the Stars, okay. as she was referred to as. And uh, she spent time in prison to keep that secret. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she'd, uh, she'd have been a good mafia mafia member because she kept those secrets. And uh, she is, um, I think, well taken care of these days because. Oh, sure. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if she, uh, if Maxwell uh, compares to the honor among criminals like Heidi Fleiss was. I don't know. Well, you know, I, honestly, I know, I know we got to, we're kind of running out of time, but, but Maxwell, I mean, she, to, there, there's a part of me that thinks that she's probably going to start going public with what she knows because he had the pilot on the stand, right? And if you read his logbook, oh my God. He, he was detailed in who was on his airplane. Very much so. Now, as a pilot, that none of us really do that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, we have a manifest. Our name that we put. If we know the pastor's name, we'll put it on the manifest. Yeah. If we know it. Um, but well, you know, he the, also knew what he was doing and and was doing it for self protection, I believe. Right, but here's my problem: is why is he, why isn't he being brought up on charges too? Because last time I checked, if you participate in a crime, I mean, you're you're a part, you're in, you're doing you're you're the getaway driver. Yeah. I mean, literally. Not these days. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You know what? What? What gets me? And this will be my last point about this: mm-hmm. um, how MSNBC and CNN are trying to drag Donald Trump into it. <laughs> Holy crap! Donald Trump is not the president anymore. He hasn't mm-hmm. been the president for going on two years now. Let it go. Two, two years. years. Year. A year. Yeah. Over a year. I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not two I years. I'm, I'm losing my right. mind. I'm losing my mind. Don't uh, get all Joe Biden over, dementia <laughs> over there. Jeez. Give me a heart hey, attack. Hey, Oof. little girl, let me sniff you. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> For over a year now, he's not president anymore. And they're trying to bring him into it because at one time, Donald Trump was on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. But when you look at the flight log, it says he flew from, what was it, Florida to New York. Mm-hmm. And a matter of fact, as as Epstein tried to get closer to Trump, Trump sniffed out, no Biden pun intended, <laughs> sniffed out, you know, that this ain't right and actually barred him and Maxwell from Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. So Trump was anything but a supporter or cohort to mm-hmm. Epstein and them. And But you know who you know, was a supporter and cohort? Uh, maybe the Clintons? Slick Willie. Slick Willie. Yes, he was. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yeah, you did. I had sexual relations with all the women. <laughs> <laughs> well, just one. It was a whole lot. And you even know, to this day, he's still what, probably doing it. 21 times he went to the island? I think they said uh, it was, it was 21 quite a bit. times. Yeah, so, you know, it, it just... Well, if you're going to wake up next to Hillary every morning, I mean... Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, listen, I got friends that were in diplomatic service. If I told the stories out loud that they told me about her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know if people believe it or not. Yeah. I've been told time and time again I should write a book about my life, you know, but I, I'm like, nobody believe it. Well, we'd all get Epstein if we read it. We might. Yeah. I don't know. You know, that's... Uh, I just can't I, take reading what Jim's I, done. Oh, I my just, gosh. I just made it, made it a point not to be bored in my life. What can I say? <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so, if, uh, um, you know, the fact the way that the media is trying to twist this and trying to turn it and, and blame Trump for it, it just, that, that Trump derangement syndrome is mm-hmm. just still just as violent and viable, more so than COVID ever was. Oh, Trump's responsible for everything. If you, if you stub your toe walking out of the, the bunker here, well, it's Trump's fault. He's responsible for um, Omicron. Yeah. You know? I bet you he's responsible for pulling the trigger that killed the director on Alec Baldwin set. He did it with his mind. 
has mind control yeah. from Miralago? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, wow. Baldwin had a hold of the gun, but he didn't pull the trigger according to him. So it, it had to be, you know, telekinetic. Remember how the Russians supposedly had a weather machine? What if Trump is in bed with the Russians again with a telekinetic machine? All right, folks, the Liberty Room dot com is where to go for all things Liberty Room dot com or Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight. TheJimWood.com will take you to uh, the Wednesday night conversation show. Please join us on Wednesday nights. Get in on the conversation. Talk with people around the world. Get a better outlook on what's going on in our country because we can look at it through the perspective of all of our friends around the world. Mm -hmm. All right? And sometimes they'll try to make me the co-host of The View. Oh, my God. Go back and watch last week's episode. It, I would love to see you crack take up on at the remarks. Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg. That oh would be <laughs> that would be. Awesome. I'm trying to be serious on the show and talk about how I'm going to run, what I'm going to help do in this city, and all the remarks going by in the in the in the 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 comments section. It was hard to keep a straight face. You guys were killing me. <laughs> it was awesome. All right, but thejimwood.com is all things Wednesdays with Jim. Thelibertyroom.com that will take you to your favorite podcast provider where you can go directly to the Liberty Room. Make sure you share that with your friends. The Liberty Room has uh, blown up, and we're quite proud of it, and we're quite happy that you have invited us into your into your space. Um, Wednesdays with Jim, uh, you know, it's on Facebook, and they have been fighting and fighting and fighting, trying to push me down and in the news feeds when we go live, and um, I'm really been facing fighting Facebook lately. So uh, if you uh, spread thejimwood.com around, we're going to help get that conversation stirred up even more and help secure our perimeter. That's right. So as I say every week, watch us on Wednesdays, Wednesdays with Jim at 8 o'clock, but listen to us on Fridays at the Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight. Everybody have a great week. Be blessed. Love one another. Hug a thug. (laughs) And hug a thug. Uh, Until next week, everybody. God bless America.